every creative has their own voice. It's powerful, it's unique, and it's yours because you found it. This is a podcast for creatives to be themselves. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes we can't hear our own voice because the voices of others seem louder than ours. This is a safe space where you can be the voice. I am your host, Michelle Unveiled, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Be The Voice. So who doesn't need a good laugh after the year we just had? (laughs) I'm just saying. So we are kicking off 2022 with a fresh new series, Life Behind the Jokes. That's right. For the entire month of January, I will be interviewing comedians from around the globe. We are going to laugh. We might even cry. And if you've ever thought about taking the stage, pull out your notepad and learn from those that are telling their stories and jokes based on real life experiences. Listen and laugh with Michelle Unveiled. Let's go. Today we have a comedian who is from my neck of the woods. He has been on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Tubi, and he's open for notable comedians such as Damon Williams and your boy, Eddie Griffin. It is my pleasure to introduce comedian Charlie Mack. Hello, hello, Mac. How you doing? I'm doing well, Michelle. How are you? Good, good. I'm I'm super excited to talk to you. When I found out you were from Chicago, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reaction everywhere I go. <laughs> yes, yes, because I am from Gary, Indiana. So, you know, that's right next door. So I feel like, hey, this is family right here. So okay, let's yeah. talk. GI, GI, I know all about it. Uh-huh. So this has been the Life Behind the Jokes comedy series in the month of January. I have been just having a blast just interviewing comedians around the globe. And so I'm like, wow, you right here in my city, Austin, and then you're from my old city, (laughs) which will always be my home. So I just want you to just start off by sharing with the listeners how you got started on this journey in comedy and entertainment. Um. Okay, first off, I never wanted wanted to be a comedian. Never. Wow. You know, I wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> like I got more bars than a soap aisle. You feel me? <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. But you know, I, I was forced. Everyone kept telling me, "Oh, you should be a comedian. You should be a comedian." But this, this, these people I know, I grew up with. It took an actual stranger to tell me to try it. I'm like, okay, man, you don't even know me. Maybe I should try it. And um, I, my, I, well, I always tell people my very first show was a, um, it was a competition. But the actual truth is, I did a small um, open mic six months prior, uh, where a couple people came from work. My best friends was there, and I got on stage. Yeah, it was a really empty bar. Is that a bar? Um, but yeah, people loved me. So that made me want to actually chase the dream. Well, now, how long ago did you say this was? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years ago. That is very interesting. Like, this is not like something you've been thinking about for years and you just decided to give it a shot. Like, how ironic is this? <laughs> right. It's crazy. You know, like, 
rapping, I, I was I had a nice little buzz. But you know, I, I tried for that. I tried to go hard. But with with comedy, it's just like everything falls on my lap with it. So the person that recommended that you get into comedy, like, do you still talk with them? No, I don't. I don't at all. So um they they probably have no idea that they're the real reason, like the, the final straw that made me do it. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's that's interesting. Like look, if they could just see you now. <laughs> they had no idea that they influenced that a bit, you know. But even growing up though, your your classmates or your friends, did you hear often that you were funny? Yeah, I was a class clown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so wow. Oh my gosh. And what about acting? Do you is that a goal of yours too? Yes, yes, it is. Um, acting is very big. I, um, uh, I'm actually I've been in a Amazon Prime movie as well as Tubi. I've been on a Netflix uh, TV show. Now, mind you, they're background position, but I don't care. I will still in them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I've also uh, been in a few um, uh, small roles. Um, a little, uh, you know, side projects. And I, I actually, I write sketches, comedy sketches. And I'm all of them. And I was also on Judge Faith. So I'm everything. <laughs> oh, nice. Someone asked me um, just the other day if we could do like a sketch and work on something together. And I'm thinking like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> so now look, you right here in Austin. So, hey, we might have to collab on something. Oh, it's not a mic. That's a definite. <laughs> yeah, and so I actually have a really good friend who attended one of your shows at Midtown a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, Archie. Oh, oh, wow. Archie? Oh, yeah. 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 Archie's a good dude. Oh, yes. Yes. And so I'm definitely, I'm excited to hear that our city is doing something like this because this is going to be on a regular basis now, right? Yep, every other Wednesday for starters. And then in March, it's going to be every other Wednesday and Saturday. And then I'm going to fill in those other two days as well. Oh, yeah. So I definitely plan to be in the building. I think um, Archie, he, he actually invited me to go to the last show. And I had another podcast interview. But I am going to make sure that I can go to the next one because I am just really excited about this. How was you, how are you feeling the crowd, you know, coming from Chicago? How do you like being in Austin? Austin loves me, actually. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, I've actually only performed in Chicago one time. And that's when I opened up for Michael Collier. Okay. Um uh, but yeah, Austin is it's, it's a different type of people, but it's a lot, it's like a melting pot. The people it is. Are in Austin. Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it's wonderful. I actually have a celebrity coming to, to be on my show. Um, and you should come then. I got VIP tickets with your name on it. Okay, well, when is that? Let me just add it to my calendar, like right now. When, when is this? It's March 30th, is her date. March 30th. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, congratulations on that book. And I already know it's going to be off the chain. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wow. So, so tell me, so you said you, you do, uh, you write like um, skits and things like that. Do you do improv and uh, like, what's your, what's your style? Uh, okay. 
I do do improv, um, but I stopped doing improv because I wanted to have test myself. Anybody could go off top, you know? So I wanted mm-hmm. to actually create a story with a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, but that was, you know, I actually take improv classes now at the hideout. Um, oh, that, yeah. Yeah. That, so um, I've been doing that. Uh, I'm on level five. So, yeah, that, it's real it's good. And I also write um, plays and TV shows and all types of things like that. Hey, now that's that's I love it. I love it. That's what this show is all about. It's strictly for creatives. And yeah. so that's 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 pretty amazing. Is there a specific genre that you enjoy working with the most? Of course, comedy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But when you're writing, do you I mean, do you step outside of comedy? Yeah, um I step into drama a lot. Okay. Um and cuz I like to drama helps you build a climax. Yeah. You know, it helps lead the people down a, a way as a road and then you hit them with the comedic right turn, and they never, they never yeah. expect it. That's so true. That is so true because, yeah, you would think, you know, of course, being a comedian, that that would be your your strongest, <laughs> you yeah, know, genre. Yeah. But actually, you know, it's some pretty heavy topics going on in this world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. heavy. And a lot of your material comes from your pain and yeah. from some of your trauma. And so to be able to, you know, write a story and be able to relate and be able to you know bring these traumatic experiences to life and still make somebody laugh oh you got skills (laughs) yeah um the last one of the last shows that i wrote actually you know it's it's already difficult growing up in america as a black male so i wrote a script called the n-word and it's the all-white cast you know, uh, it's two well, it's two black people. is me and Dr. A. Freeman. We play the, um, the people come up to the door. And the whole time, they're scared of N-words. Oh, no, there's N-words around. And the turn, that's the drama. The turn is N-word means neighbor. Ah, okay. Yeah. I like how you did that. Yeah. Yeah, I can actually, when we get up, I can send you the clip that we did. We'll go ahead and shoot it. But, yeah, I like to play on stuff that's happening. But you know what a comedic twist. Yes. I man, that sounds so interesting. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, we, we're gonna definitely have to do some things for real, for real. Yeah. And so so do you still rap or you do do you do anything with music still? Um my friend, uh one of my associate producers for my show, um, he has a puppet name, uh his name is Oreo the comedian. And the puppet name is, oh, he's going to, oh, Lil Reese. Lil Reese is going to be a rapper, and I'm going to write his music. Get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you in the perfect city for all of this, all these different creative outlets. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have all these talents. I, like, I have to use them. Yeah, that would be so dope. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, what type of advice would you give someone who is kind of in your situation where this is a very new endeavor? You know, it's not like this is like you like, oh, I always wanted to be a comedian. Someone who would maybe I don't know how old you are, but let's just say someone in their 30s or 
you know, early 40s and they're thinking about maybe even a career change or not even a career change. They're just really wanting to step into something that they're passionate about. You know, so like what type of advice would you give someone who's wanting to just start this new creative journey? Like how where would they start? Well, first thing first, you know, uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, you know? Yeah. So so do it. Like that's the that's the main thing is you doing it. Cause I'd rather try something and fail at it than not do it at all and never know, you know? Uh, yeah, and people, and people will, will tell you all day that you can't do something. They say, "Oh, you want to do that? Oh, you can't do that." What they're actually doing is saying that they can't do it, and they're putting their fears onto you. Don't let them do that. That's true. They'll tell you that you can't do it, and you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the naysayers, boy. Oh my goodness. But... I, I love them. I love them because I, I let them prove them wrong. Uh huh. No. Wow. So are you doing this full time? Yes. Yes. I'm a full time comedian, um, actor. Um, I'm actually signed to a, a talent agency called Upward Artistry. Was signed with them last February. Um, actually, dealing with them is how I actually start getting actual roles. Even this background, this it's a start, you know. Oh, but, definitely. <laughs> one day I'm, I'm gonna sneak a line in there. Like a chew or something, I don't know. Just say something. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes depending on what it is, some commercials, even if you don't have a line, if you're a principal actor and you can be noticed, <laughs> and that that's a residual check, okay? So it doesn't yeah. always mean you got to have a lot of lines, you know, to to have some success. So I, I I'm excited about what you're doing. Um, you bring up an interesting point about having an agent. Um, do you feel like that really helped pick things up in your career, kind of expedited things? Or do you feel like even without an agent, you would be able to still get bookings and do a lot of these shows on your own? Okay. As far as comedy, yeah. Um, I could have still got a lot of bookings without my agent. You know, I hope she don't kill me for this. But I, because <laughs> a lot of it, I still... Because people don't understand, when you get an agent, that doesn't mean you stop working. That just exactly. Mean, that just means it's two of you guys now. So I'm still I'm still doing my thing. I'm still uh, emailing clubs. Uh, I'm still networking. networking, And I'm, I never stopped, even when I got my agent. That means I just work harder now. And she's working, too. So it's two of That's us. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, I love your drive. And that's just going to have more doors open for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're not going to open just by themselves, right? Mm -hmm. no, but what, what's been... I think you're full-time. I think a lot of the other comedians um, are full-time, too. But then there are a lot of comedians that are still doing the 9 to 5 and, you know, kind of doing this... I guess on the side. So right. tell me about some of the challenges. Like when times get hard, do you ever have that feeling like, oh God, I gotta be doing more? I gotta, you know, go back to a job, or are you just like completely just all in? Well, I have so many talents. Like mm -hmm. if I, I, I will never go broke because at the end of the day I'm a survivor. 
I'm a mm-hmm. hustler, you know. And, and you're from Chicago, so you know, you know. <laughs> Look, we know we know what you made of. So, facts. It, it, it's something about a grown person giving me a warning that don't sit right with me. I can't, I can't get written up. Like, I, I don't want to have that type of fear. I'm grown. You're not gonna write me up. Like, what are you talking right. about? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I. I I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say that it, it hasn't been sometimes like, oh, I don't, I don't know. But as as soon as that thought comes in, it immediately goes out. Cause I've been full time since June of 2020. So um, actually, not too long after I started, about a year after I started, I became full time. Because January 2020, um, I performed in uh, Vegas and got my first check. And it was, it was that 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 hunger kicked in right then and there. See like, that oh, check, it made things real for you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the check was two hundred and fifty dollars. It, it was everything to me. That was my yeah. plan taking back and forth, but I chased it, you know, and I haven't stopped chasing it, and I never will. Right, because you're like, wait a minute, I can do this again and again, and this is what I love and enjoy. So. I definitely get that. Now, as far as like producing like new fresh material, do you do that for other comedians? Like, do you do any ghost writing? I don't. I want to say ghost like as a comedy material. Yeah, I, don't say I ghost ghost write any of those, but I do do punch ups. You know, uh, someone come to me, oh, this is what I got. And I'm like, uh, okay, it'd be better if you said it like this. Oh, you you should put this in there. Something like that. I haven't actually said it ghost written from anyone though. Okay. That but might be music. look, that could be a thing. Look, that that might be another stream. You yeah. never know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cause I used to do it with music. Well, I still do do it with music. So I got friends that have um thousands and thousands of views on YouTube off a song, a comedy song that I've written. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I like writing parodies. And I love parodies. It makes me think, uh, I know back in the day, um, in Living Color, <laughs> that yeah. used to be like my show. I'm like, I wish it would just come back. Just come back. Like, if they did something like that and actually have like a live studio audience, that would be so dope. Yeah, that that'll actually be kind of like, um, it'll be written. But you'll get some improv in that as well. Exactly. Exactly. I, if I could come have a team that you know can cover all bases, then I would do something like that. You know? Oh yeah. I, yeah, I would write all day. I love writing. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, it's like this pandemic, like so much creativity was birthed. Like people was just doing all kind yeah. of projects and, you know, I'm telling you, and it's still, we still in it. So there's a lot of opportunity, you know, to entertain and explore um, where we can just kind of all collab and support each other. Right. Uh, the pandemic brought out the real hustlers. Boy, listen. <laughs> 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 Look, I think after that last stimulus, it was like, okay, y'all, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something now. It's over. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and I like working with other people. Like I like because I I read a book called Who Not How. Have you heard of that book? I haven't. 
Okay, well, it's it's similar because uh, I used to do everything myself. The book says, like, stop doing that. Stop thinking, like, okay, how can I do this? Think more like, who can I get to do this? No. Oh, Lord, yeah. I need to read that, like, yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yes, so that's why I found people who's able to do stuff that I don't need to, um, I can focus on what I need to focus on and have other people do that. Yeah, because you can easily get stuck that way because you have all these great ideas, but you can't do everything, right. <laughs> you know, and so you get stagnant, you just kind of get stuck and uh, you sitting on all of these good ideas, but having, you know, kind of building your tribe and having a good team in place, definitely I can see Yes. yes. how no, that I, can help. I've started uh, building my team. Um it's four of us now, but we need more. Like, we have enough people to run the comedy show. That, that's good. But I don't want to stop that. I want to do... Um, I actually started uh, adult... Not When I say adult, I don't mean, like, X-rated. I just mean, like, it's uh, for grown-ups. A uh, version of Sesame Street. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, tell me more about that. Well, it's called Open Sesame Street. Um, so... You know, like open sesame, you know, but um, mm-hmm. it pretty much is it's it's just like um, Sesame Street, but it's with adult things. Okay, okay. You know, you'll see someone drunk with a Hennessy bottle. I don't know. It's just all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Counting prostitutes. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's so funny though. Yeah, I've written a few skits. Um, I have so much stuff in, a, in in my arsenal just sitting there. Like the movies, I wrote a couple movies on um, the stage play. It's just sitting there. And they'll wow. come when they're ready. So who's on your list? Who's that one person who you would just absolutely love to work with? Oh, Megan Good. Uh, <laughs> well, hey. Okay, but as far as comedy, um, focus. Look, folks, I'm sorry, I I went away for a second, but uh, who? I mean, it's it's just so many great comedians out there. Like I love Kevin Hart. Like you know, so he's switching, he's switching over to dramatic roles. You know him, um, Jamie Foxx, Tiffany Haddish. You know, it's it's just all of them. I want to work with everybody. I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And you learn. I mean, I'm sure you have uh, probably some uh, mentors or people that you look up to, and you can just kind of learn a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person. And so, yeah. I mean, gosh, I, I believe that you'll have those opportunities just because of, gosh, your ambition and drive and what you've already done so far. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I do have a few mentors. Um, and they do give me great advice. Um, I'm not gonna say I follow all the advice, but I do take um, pieces of what I want out of each person's advice, and I apply them to to my everyday. You know, because sometimes they, what they say it, it won't resonate with me because it's not me. But if I find something that like okay, I can use this, and then that's what I do. Okay. So when you, so are you talk? do they critique you or are they giving you like feedback on the material that you're doing or like what, give me an example of some advice that you've been given. Well, um, some advice, 
from everything from um, what what's my end goal and how I should go about pursuing it, as well as okay, that's what you said. Like I like I do to other people, they do it to me. Uh, it'll sound better if you said it like this, or if you do oh. it like this. <clears throat> and um, you know, one of my like I got I have a few mentors. Um, Neil Griffin. Uh, I have Big Wheezy. He actually tours with with uh, Cat Williams, and he's just been letting me know about having different sets, uh, uh, doing open mics, or and letting me know that there's the, there's there's levels to this game. Oh yes. You know? so true yeah I, I i came in you know just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and I, I actually hit the ground running because i've done more last year alone than a lot of comedians that been done in 10 20 years wow that's powerful yeah. Well, you've made a commitment, you know, you've already, you know, I asked you about going back. You're like, uh-uh, I ain't no going back. Nah, <laughs> this uh-uh. is it. This is it. So it, it's definitely a commitment, even with its challenges, even, you know, during those, you know, dry moments, you know, you still are working. That's one thing about creatives. People may think, oh, I haven't seen such and such doing, you know, much in a while. Well, you maybe haven't seen them, but that doesn't mean they're not working. Right. You know, you could be writing, you can be, you know, mentoring. I mean, you're work, you're working on your craft. There's so many different things that you can be doing, like behind the scenes that people just don't see. Right, right. That's, that's definitely true. I'm actually on my YouTube. Um, someone posted, well, not because of the fact that I'm going to the Apollo. They said, "Oh, congratulations! I guess we're not going to get any more videos anytime soon." Sad face, sad face, broken heart emoji. Oh, oh no! Like, yeah, so like, oh, let me go ahead and drop something for y'all. So I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna shoot something this week. Well, tell me about that. Yeah, I saw that on your Facebook, and congratulations! That that's super exciting. Tell me how that opportunity came about. Oh, that was actually through my agent. Um, uh, had me submit my uh a clip, and I used the clip that I used because I just won the competition in Atlanta in September. Um, so I used that same clip, sent it to Apollo, and they called me within a couple of days, uh, no, about a week, they gave me a call. They say, oh, this is such and such from Apollo. I jumped in like, what? <laughs> what? Brooklyn. Oh, like, man. Yeah, then, I don't know, because they said, yeah, we're going to see your date within three weeks. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. A month passed by, nothing. Two months passed by, nothing. I'm like, man, they playing. And then a couple days ago, finally came. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, that was one show I absolutely loved, loved, loved. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have so much fun. This is going to be <laughs> such a great experience. Yeah, I, I can't wait. You know, at first, because I thought about the, the Apollo when I first started, but I, I would never have done it because I was scared. I was scared of competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, even though my first two shows uh, was competitions and I won them both, but I still was afraid until I started doing more and I started winning every single one I touched. So now I'm like, competition? Well, who better than me? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I like, I'm people thinking I've been doing this for a long time because I'm beating people who's been doing it 10 years, been 
doing 15 years. Like, and some people don't like me, you know, because, like, I don't know, maybe they think I'm, I try to stay humble because it's the yeah. same, like, like, I know this was given to me, this talent could be taken away any moment. But mm-hmm. at some point, man, I, I, I just like to, you know, pat myself on the back. Well, that, hey. I'm, I'm not going to play with them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, what what would you say sets you apart then? You said you've gone on these competitions. It's it's coming very natural to you. You know, what's what's your it? What's your it factor? I'm not scared. I'm not scared to be me, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Say it again for the people in the back. I'm not scared to be me. You know, mm, <laughs> I, that's it. Yeah, I, I I was sitting here and talk about myself all day, and so because like you can't talk about me, you can't say nothing that I ain't never already said about myself. Right. So so you know, I just embrace me, like all the defects and stuff wrong with me, I embrace it all because it's me. Right. Take the lead. Yeah, and you know that confidence. I'm I'm sure. That helps with just about because I'm sure you have some tough crowds sometime, right? Oh, <laughs> you know, man. and so I, I think though having that confidence and knowing who you are, right? That that's gonna help with you know because if they don't receive you, they don't receive you. But that is not gonna you know change how you feel about yourself, and that's what's most important. Yeah, I actually was turned down for a festival um, the same year that I started. It was toward the end of that year, and I was like, "Man, maybe they turn me down because I'm too ghetto." Like, am I too ghetto? Do I should I change it up? And then you know, my people were like, "Man, you know, just just be you." Like, yeah, look at, look at Tiffany Haddish. People like that, super ghetto. Like, <laughs> right, you good? And then you know, that's when I was like, "All right, forget it. It is what it is." And I've been knocking. I've been standing on necks ever since. So, who's your favorite headliner? Oh man, you really gonna ask me that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know, I got, I got it, I gotta know, I gotta know. All right, uh, my favorite, uh, I would have to see, say, is Eddie Griffin. Yeah, definitely Eddie Griffin. You know, wow. It, so why, why him? First off, like it's freaking Eddie Griffin. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Is a real life celebrity, like TV, movies, all that, and. I'm on stage with him. It's me, the host, and Eddie Griffin. There's nobody else in between. It, 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 just, it just felt like shit, this is it, right? But if um, if anyone who's watching this and you've headlined and I open, I was just kidding. You were my favorite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how you gotta play that right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, did that make you more nervous, or how how was that? you know, experience for you. Like, I mean, he's a huge celebrity. Um, you know, I thought I would be nervous. Um, but I wasn't as nervous as I like like I thought I'd be like because first off, so you know his name, so you know it was a huge audience. The um audience, the biggest audience I've ever done. You know, but I went out there and the lights were so that I can only really see the first three, four, five rows of people. So it was like that's that's all it was. Knowing it was thousands behind it. But wow. I went out there and just tore it up like I usually do. Right. Just zoned out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
But when you hear oh, that laughter, goodness. you can tell it's a lot of people because they echo. Mm-hmm. Man, those lights, they be looking like they so bright. You be in there hot, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, they be on that stage sweating up a storm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, I be super hot. I be mm. that thing sweating before I even get the first joke out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was wondering. So... Now, aside from a, a headliner performance like that, like normally, are you nervous in just all of your shows at first, or how how is it? Um, the only way that I don't get nervous about getting on the show, um, if I don't know I'm about to get up, that's the only way I don't get nervous. Um, but other than that, I'm nervous. Like I'm not nervous the week before, even the day before. But that morning of the show is when all the nerves kick in. You know, and I'll be like, shoot. Okay, but once I get on that stage and say that first joke, and I, and they get to laughing, I, I think I got them. They belong to me now. And I'm <laughs> Right? I love it. I love it. Well, you know I love an improv. You know I love doing cold reads, too. So <laughs> I got a little something for you. Go ahead and check your DM. Okay, let me see. Uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's just a little something something you know i'm you know i had that clubhouse show the other day and i just love cold reads i love audio dramas and you know i know you do your skits and you write a lot of material so yeah i'm low-key auditioning for you okay okay <laughs> let me see what you got are you ready for your close-up right right <clears throat> So I, you know, I don't even know what this is about, but let's just let's just see, okay? Okay, I'm, let's go. <laughs> so this is called "Build Me a Rocket Ship" by Joseph Armon. So here's the context: "Build Me a Rocket Ship" is dialogue spoken from Beverly, who feels that her world is closing in on her from one act comedy, "Darling Face." Ready? Let's go. <laughs> Obviously, I'm Beverly and you are Judd. All right. Okay. Build me a rocket ship. A what? You heard what I said. Build me a rocket ship to space. I think you're <laughs> drinking too much off that red wine, darling. No, no. See, that's the problem. You never take me seriously. Like, for real, honestly. How can I take what you just said seriously? Look, I said what I said. It's what I want. Yeah, and I want a million dollars. You know, you know that ain't happening no time soon. Oh. Okay. Beverly, why do you want a rocket ship? Because I want to go somewhere magical. I want to get out of the shitty life that I live in. Ugh. Look, 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 babe. How many fingers am I holding up? Why? I'm just checking, that's all. Look, I want a rocket ship or I'm leaving you. What? <laughs> you heard what I said. I'm leaving you. I want my rocket ship. Wow. Have you lost your mind? And I want it soon. Like, shoot. Like, 49 days. What? Wait, wait, wait. Why 49 days? <laughs> the number is so... So specific. I don't know, but 49 days. I'm going to need my rocket ship in 49 days because that's about how much time I can stand here still enough. 
Now after that, I'm gone. Bev. What? Beverly. What? I'll build you a rocket ship, okay? Will you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, but I promise you that I'll do all in my power to have one made for you. Got him. <laughs> Scene. Okay, okay. All right. Well, how did I do? How did I do? Perfect. Perfection. <laughs> this is, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little rusty on the cold reads, but you know, I think it was cool. It was fun. It was no, fun. It was, yeah, it was real good. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> oh my god. So okay. So I hope that this is um an invitation for us to kind of work together. You know, we got to do something. So let me know. Okay. Oh, yeah, the sooner the better. Definitely. Even if it was look pandemic or not. It's just right. it's too much creativity in the city. Like we gotta we gotta make it happen, okay? Yeah, you can't be scared. You can't be scared because <laughs> if, if, if it's gonna come for you, it's gonna get you no matter where you at. That's right. That's right. Because you know, I, that's even a challenge. Excuse me for me in 2022 because I do uh, voiceover work and then you know my podcast is audio only. It's like, I still wanna stretch myself. I don't wanna just do audio everything. Like I wanna do, get on screen. I wanna do commercial. I wanna kinda, you know, open up my range and do more, you know, things um, on camera. So uh, I wanna do some more writing. So there's just so many different areas of opportunity for growth. So um I love, you know, connecting with like-minded creatives. So we're going to oh, yeah. do this. Yeah, we're definitely going to do a lot of work because, like I said, I'm, um, you you want to be in, the, in this, the script? We're going to be in it. And I'm a, I, I, when I, when I um, sit to, okay, hold on, slow down. When I sit <laughs> to um, a computer and it's just like it flows out of me. I don't stop. It just, my fingers just keep going. I don't know what's coming, but it's coming. Say so it's coming, right? You just zone yeah. out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Nice, nice. All right, then. Well, I'm going to let you go until next time. It was a pleasure. And um, it's Mac Pack and No Pack. Hey, I like that. (laughs) I like it. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, you are the voice.